you for revelation on your word and we ask you to open up our understanding in a greater way today. Father, reveal things that we need to know so that we will go forth in power and confidence in knowledge and in understanding, revelation. That we're not shadow boxing. We're not just pretending and beating the air. But we are uh, fighting a real enemy and you are with us in it. You lead us in it. You lead us in everything. And you've given us full assurance of victory in every area. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> so if you turn to the book of Revelation in chapter 12 and we'll talk about war in heaven and the heavenlies. So, and uh, uh, hopefully this will give you an understanding of what the the warfare, spiritual warfare is all about and your place in it. I think that's the most important thing for believers is that they would know their place in it. Um, when I began this ministry, the Lord told me that um, he needed people. I, I was seeking the Lord and I didn't know anything about being called. I didn't know anything about a calling. I was just somebody that loved the Lord because he had done so much for me. He had delivered me from a, a severe depression and, and uh, you know, struggling with it for many years and, and finally got deliverance. And I was just so thankful. I just told the Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it for you. If there's something that I can do to even try and repay you, uh, that's what I want to do. And I, I made a commitment that it would be my life's work. I wouldn't put anything else above that. And so how many of you know when you say these things, mostly God's put them on your heart to say you don't just say that out of nowhere but he does take you up on it takes you up on these vows <clears throat> that we make and the wonderful and the beauty of it is that he supports us in what he's called us to do he gives you every uh, uh, equipment, every knowledge. I mean, there is nothing that he leaves out. So you're not ill-equipped. Don't ever let the enemy tell you that. That you don't know as much as so-and-so. Or look at this group over here and what they do. And look at that group over there. Don't, don't ever let the enemy uh, tell you if you have a heart to serve God. And a hunger uh, for the things of God. And a hunger to put to use what God has placed in you. What he's entrusted in you. He will certainly make it available for you to do that. He, he equips you supernaturally. The anointing, the gifts of the spirit. Those are all the there for us to uh, uh, to use as the Spirit sees fit, as there's a need for uh, the things of the Spirit of God, He gives them to us. This is our; these are our weapons of warfare. This is our spiritual equipment. This is not something that you have to find a scripture and I put on this, I put on that, and putting on different pieces of armor. This is not that. This is something real, something tangible, uh, something that if you don't know uh, the answer for someone, you can pray in the Holy. Ghost and a word of knowledge will come to you. A word of wisdom will come to you. You don't have to try and search your brain for answers. Uh, if you need to understand more about what's what's hindering your city government from being responsible and using the money wisely. God will give you insight on that so that you can pray. 
So don't ever feel like something's above you or beneath you. You know, just always be uh, on the, on the same level with God, and you know, in the same mindset with God, and He supplies everything that we need. And so we'll we'll understand why that's true uh, as we understand these scriptures. And so uh, when I talked to God about that, he told me that that he needed somebody who would study war. He said, I don't have people who will study war. And when I first undertook this ministry, I would tell people, you know, what we did in the ministry. And and they would tell me about books that they've been reading. Uh, One of the books was a a man by the name of Frank Peretti wrote wrote all kinds of books on spiritual warfare and they were fantasy. And, And the Lord told me, he said, I told you that I can't get people to study war. They'd rather read imaginary books about spiritual warfare than to allow me to tell them the truth and equip them for what they need to do. And he said, that's why I've called you to do this. And so we've stayed with it. We've uh, endeavored to be faithful with it. We have not missed a watch. We, we pray twice a week. People who can't find a prayer partner usually don't stay here very long. You understand what I'm saying? Because God is serious about this. And if we'll stay faithful to his mandate and what he's given us to do, he will be faithful to us. Um, there's nothing that I've desired from God that he hasn't given me in abundance. Uh, one of the things I did desire was long life for my late husband, but that was between him and God. You understand what I'm talking about? You don't own people. God owns people. And people own their own lives and the duration of it. And so there are things that, that when they're beyond your control, you, you can't claim them. But when they're in your control, you can. And I can say God has been faithful. In the measure that I've been faithful, he has been more than faithful. He has been more than, than loving and, and kind and, and, and uh, able to help my life in a great way. And so I think it's worth it to serve God. Uh, I, I know that when we started, amen, when we started this ministry, uh, if you were a prophet, you didn't tell people. It wasn't like it is now, where everybody is a prophet or an apostle nowadays. You understand what I'm saying? Or a bishop or whatever they want to be. People can be what they want to be. You got me? Uh, but when, when we started, you got ran out of churches. We were run out of more churches than we were accepted in. You got me? Uh, because of the anointing. It, you know, we weren't there causing trouble. We were there uh, attempting to be a part of the body of Christ. But how many of you know that there's uh, a warfare of light fighting light? Different degrees of light fight different degrees of, of light. That's like your, your 10 watt light bulb don't like your 30. And the 30 don't like the 75. And the 75 don't like the 150. That's the way it is with with Christian people. You know, it's just that way. People don't like, uh, you know, the light that comes in where you have a sense of knowing and understanding. You got me? They they think you're mean. They think you're this and you're that because you tell them that, that they can be healed or you can tell them that they can be delivered or they shouldn't give in to the devil. They, they You get all that kind of stuff. But if you can see that, then that's what you observe by God, you have to go with that. I would much rather obey God than man. I would much rather uh, see as God sees than try to see as man sees. 
Or Jesus called them Pharisees, a blind leading the blind. And you see, if that happens, you're both going to fall into a ditch. So we've managed to avoid the ditch for almost 30 years. And and I, amen. And I say that not to brag or boast, but to say that there is a place where you will be persecuted if you are faithful to God. The Bible says Noah passed judgment on the whole earth by his faith. Can you imagine that? One person believed God and his faith condemns and everybody else gets swallowed up in a flood. Just because he believed God. Faith is powerful, folks. And faith people are imitating more faith than they are being in faith. And when real faith shows up and the anointing shows up and a real ministry gift in that office shows up, there's all kind of scrambling around because of that light. So we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about how this warfare began. You need to understand that the devil is not after you personally. With him it's a principle. Amen. This warfare started in heaven. We don't even know when. There's no age on this. But in Revelation chapter 12 verse 1. It says, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron and her child was caught up unto God unto his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. And there was war in heaven. So any war that is perceived on earth is is just another branch or another battle of this great war that started in heaven. The devil didn't start because you got called to the ministry. He's not after us because of our great gifts and our great abilities. There was war before we even got here. Before we were thought of, before we were conceived of, there was war already has been fought in heaven. And that war spread down into the heavenlies. So this is how the earth partakes of it. Because that that realm between heaven and earth, the heavenly realm, the skies and, and the atmosphere below heaven and above the earth, is a place where the, the prince of the power of the air does all of his work. And so this is how people of the earth get involved in this. But this is not your war. This is not your, you don't have to think of anything to outwit the devil with. Everything that you need is prepared for you by God. It's thought that this woman who is is travailing in birth is the church. People have at times said it was Israel. I think it's reasonable to say it is Israel and the church. Because the church was birthed out of the nation of Israel. 
and so this woman is is being with child now now how is that familiar to us where is there a mention of a child that would do something to this dragon you see in Genesis chapter 3 absolutely when God pronounced the curse on the man and the woman he also pronounced redemption there's always mercy involved in judgment till the final one you got me there's always mercy there's a way out and a way back and so God promised that the woman would have a son who would bruise the serpent's head Amen. And the serpent would, would bruise his heel. You got me? And so there, there's a, a sense that the serpent is wrestling with this child that is the Savior that the woman, uh, the church is going to bring forth. But she brings forth this child anyway. She flees into a wilderness and she has a place prepared for her by God. God has a pray, place prepared for his church. He has a, a sanctuary for us. He has protection for us. We have to be smart enough to appropriate it. We, you got to read your Bible and know by faith that these things are available to you, but they are available to us. We have to realize this is a faith fight, folks. We have to stay in it in the realm of a spiritual thing and not a natural thing. Because if we try to fight this in the natural, we're going to lose uh, handily we're going to lose miserably but if we stay with it as a spiritual uh, battle we will win tremendously all you have to do is stay with what God has said will happen and so he says here that there was a place prepared for her where she was safe she was secure the earth even in in the the uh, persecution that goes on against believers like in a lot of these countries where they're openly in prison and their houses are burned and nobody does anything about it uh, in this country it's a mental war you got me uh, it's a war of of exposure to words uh, there's a media war here uh, never have we seen people uh, presenting the news presented so slanted right. you know now they just say well you know this is editorial this or this is somebody's comment or these news people have their own shows where they can give their opinions but at one time I know when I was a kid watching television they just read that paper and, and they said the news and nobody gave their opinion about anything now everything is so slanted everybody has an agenda everybody's trying to influence you to think a certain way everybody's trying to get you to let go of what you believe and pick up what they believe you got me and so we have a war in this nation it's a war of words and a mental strain that it puts on believers a mental pressure that it puts on believers you know we'll we'll find people in the body of Christ who get attention for something they say that sounds a little naughty or a little off you know not not as rigid that sounds like that might be fun to get into you got me and then you get bombarded and bombarded and bombarded you know the one person gets a message and 15 people that don't know how to think for themselves go and take it and run with it because they feel like this guy got popular off this message so maybe there's enough of it left for me to get some popularity too and then we begin to be a bunch of man pleasers and not God pleasers maybe that's not your message maybe God has a message just tailor-made for you that he wants you to give 
So get off that brother's message. Let him live and die with his message. But you get yours right from God. You understand me? <clears throat> and so in, in this country, it's more of a mental indoctrination that people get involved in. We start listening to things and fear kind of clouds your mind and you start thinking things uh, adding to the word and not quite the word you know God understands and he doesn't expect all that and you know God expects that and more. We're capable of it. Why shouldn't he expect more from his people? We're totally capable of the more. So anytime you hear a voice that wants you to be mediocre, that's not God. You serve an excellent God. You anybody can be a, a you know a, a, the uh, uh, what do you call it? Lairdens used to say any old dead fish can float downstream, but it takes a backbone to swim against the current. Huh? God's given us backbone. We don't have to eat up everything we hear other people say. We can we can have backbone and 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 you know do great things for God. So we're going to have to hold on to truth, folks. We're going to have to hold on to these things and understand that God will come for truth. He is coming for truth. So anyway, in this in this um war in the heaven, it says and there was war in the heaven verse 7 Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. And so we see this dragon and we kind of get an idea of his identity and what he's doing and where he comes from. And, and if you look, uh, um, I meant to write it down. I think it's in Isaiah. I don't know ex exact chapter where Lucifer talks about exalting his throne above God's throne. Got me? So this is the result of that. This is the result. This is the insurrection in heaven where Lucifer is the same as Satan and the dragon. Okay? His name was Lucifer. That was his nice name when he was the anointed cherub and the choir director. <laughs> the worship leader in heaven. He was who was Lucifer assigned to? Do you know which member of the Godhead. All three archangels are assigned to different members of the Godhead. Lucifer was assigned to Jesus. Michael is assigned to now who fights all over the place? The Holy Ghost. Man, the Holy Ghost go for bad. Michael's assigned to the Holy Spirit and Gabriel is assigned to the Father. Father thinks up everything announces it. You got me? So Gabriel because uh, and, and this is how Satan drew his tail drew a third of the angels out of heaven because they were connected to him by his twisted anointing which is a mystery uh, iniquity isn't a mystery nobody knows how Satan started out as the anointed cherub that probably covers the mercy seat from covering the mercy seat to now he's so unmerciful and so wicked and so evil but uh, I was listening to Kenneth Copeland and I was meditating and praying about it and he, he was saying that somehow Satan because he took the anointing that he had and instead of letting it do its normal job reflecting out and giving God glory he turned it inside of himself and twisted it. And that's how iniquity 
was formed. That's one of the thoughts about how iniquity was formed. And, and I can say this, anytime you get absorbed in yourself, huh? Don't you get a little twisted? You start thinking about what you can do to get this and what you can do to get that and who going to help you with it and who you going to have to lie to to do this and so forth and so on. And so iniquity will lead us into wickedness and to evil ways. But that's one of the thinkings about the power of God being turned and, and used in a manner that it's not supposed to be used. So... <clears throat> And then we uh, see the, the woman then, she, she gives birth to the child. This dragon then draws a third of the part of the stars of heaven and they were cast to earth. And then the dragon tried to withstand the woman but she gave birth anyway. And this is our pattern for understanding the success that God has called us to. Anything that God has called you to do, I don't care what kind of wickedness. Now this is in heaven and a dragon withstands this woman in heaven in the sight of God. What do you think the devil won't do to you? Huh? But I can tell you that any time he tries to withstand you, if you will take your stand and you will listen to God and you will stay with the things of the Spirit and you will be obedient to God, you will bring forth anyhow right in the devil's face. And so... <clears throat> But the devil stands ready to devour whatever it is that the woman produces. So, you know, people say the hardest times to stay focused on God is when you've had a great defeat or a great victory. And that's probably true. If you get a, if you get a blessing, don't go off rejoicing too long because he's right there to devour it if you lose your position you got me and so when we we are blessed by God we rejoice we thank God but we stay in the spirit with it you can stay in the spirit and enjoy your life you can stay in the presence of God and enjoy life you can stay faithful to God and enjoy life you'll enjoy it the way God says for you to enjoy it but you will be able to maintain everything that God's given you you'll be able to possess it you'll be able to be a good steward over it you'll be able to be wise with it you won't be foolish with it you'll be able to do everything God wants you to do but you gotta stay focused in God you can't uh, you can't lose sight of the baby you know you can't lose uh, forget the babies there and forget to change the diapers and stuff like that you know you got to to stay focused and stay with it and so if you pick up a life in God and, and desire a life in God uh, then these things will be protected for you so it says here there was war in the heaven Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought his angels and prevail not the, the devil never prevails, not in heaven nor on earth. The Bible says whatever you release on earth is released in heaven. We're connected to heaven. We have the same ability and same power to release from heaven by our confession and our faith down here. He says, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Now the Bible says that, that the, the, um, uh, uh, Satan lost his first estate. Okay? He lost his first place. There was a place given to him and he lost it never to retrieve it again. That's why he always trying to get you evicted from something. 
because he's dispossessed he's broke busted disgusted has nowhere to be and so he walks around looking for vessels that he can inhabit and then wreck your life and rob you of everything that God wants you to have but the Bible says that he will not prevail why because this is not your war this is not your war this is God's war we are merely caught in it because we bear the image of God see when you bear the image of God you have to make up your mind whose side you're on you have to wake up every morning on God's side you got to wake up every morning with a scripture in your mouth dedicated to God or you'll lose your zeal you lose your focus you'll lose everything and you'll be just flipping around out here floating around wondering that's the worst place in the world for a believer a child of God to be is in the land of wondering because the devil will certainly give you something to wonder about he'll give you something to focus on but understand that this is not your war God prevailed in heaven he will prevail in the heavenlies and he will prevail on earth as well for us if we will take our stand with him and so verse 9 says the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan which deceives the whole world and that's the only power that he possesses is the power of deception but he's very good at it he's very good at it if we stay attentive to the things in the natural long enough and allow him to get our attention he can deceive us into thinking that that natural world is either more important more uh, demands more attention all of those things more so uh, than God's realm does really the only thing the natural does is it helps your natural the natural side of your life but that's not your life You're, as a believer things of this earth there they were here when you got here they're going to be here when you're gone you can't take any of this with you it's just on loan to you to make your life either comfortable or miserable but you you know you can't put stock in those things and so the the devil just plays a little shell game he kind of manipulates and moves stuff around you know seeing if he can get your attention oh you know here's a, a delinquent notice over here they're gonna cut shut this off and here's a whopping bill over here they're gonna come and uh, you can't pay that bill you know look at the size of that thing Woo that's a whopper right there you know and then God sends you extra money and you pay that whopper right there you understand what I'm saying and but you go about your business you don't let those bills what come in the mail get your attention to where you can't focus and you're nervous and you trying to figure out where you your next meal is coming from I'm gonna tell you something as long as I know some saints I know I got a meal coming I'm knock on somebody's door uh, first find out if they can cook good you know if you ain't cooking send me a happy meal coupon out here you know. hmm? But you don't let the end. And I can remember a time when that was my focus, man. I just worried about everything. And But God trained me and he taught me how to let my request be made known to him. And once I received that covenant of peace, that bond of peace between me and him, and I know it's taken care of, then I can go about my merry way and I can go out and tell somebody about Jesus and steal the devil's dinner, steal his lunch. That's really what God wants us to focus on. 
is his work that he's left us here to do that nobody else but the church can do and so if in this is really a, a trick of the enemy to deceive us into thinking that these things are permanent nothing of this world lasts forever it can always be removed and supplanted by something that's eternal see health and wellness are eternal they're not natural they're not temporal they're not of this this life by the same token the things that that grow from the earth are not going to bring you health they might help sustain a healthy body and make it better and all that kind of stuff but these things are not you will never find your salvation growing up out of the ground you won't find anything that's going to help you you are a spirit you just live in a natural body you got me you live in a, a flesh body and that spirit is eternal and you can feed that spirit on the word of God and it will blossom out and it will consume everything that's not right in your mortal body it'll take care of it all and so if as long as we're focusing on things that are are of the natural the enemy can deceive us and trick us into thinking that these that something that's of this world is 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 permanent and something that he has for us is temporary that's not true what he has for us is permanent what this world offers is temporary so keep your focus on things that that are above the Bible says where the Lord is not on the things that are below this earth is is changing all the time you hear people talk about global warming and we got to decrease our carbon footprint and all this kind of stuff they don't have an answer to anybody you can anything you can look at the people who are talking this stuff and they don't hardly have a brain you know you're your five-year-old is smarter than Al Gore are you kidding me that man, he's got mighty high for a man that don't own nothing. I read it on Wikipedia or somewhere. That brother, that brother been living off his wife. This tipper the one with all the money. Huh? That brother, all he got to do is behave himself and then he don't know how to behave himself real good. So, you know, your your kids are, you know, your elementary kids are smarter than that man is. And he trying to, to pre, you know, prophesy when the world is going to end and who's going to be there and all this stuff. You know, you don't pay attention to that. You don't you don't go there because pretty soon you'll be one of them Christians that's going to yoga and and getting horoscopes and all that other kind of crazy stuff. And, you gotta gotta meditate so you can be peace. You have a covenant of peace with God. If you if you read your Bible, you can pull His peace into your life anytime you want to. You gotta buy buying a yoga mat and the clothes and all this other crazy stuff. I've never seen such outrageous nonsense in my life. But there we go. You know, a little little conversation with Jesus. You know, like the woman with the issue of blood. She did two things. She heard about Jesus and she started talking inside of herself. Two things. It ain't hard to receive what you need from God. If he made it hard, we'd never get it, folks. The Bible says a word gives understanding to the simple. He going to keep it simple so we can receive it. So our war is to really stay focused and stay in the word of God. 
I I was telling you uh I think it was last month that I was determined to to uh go through the Bible uh in the year. I'm still on my pages. Like I'm I'm current. Um, I I haven't fallen behind at all. And I'm determined that I'm going to finish it out. Amen. Because it's it's something I need to challenge. I need to compel myself to to go go uh, you know come up to a higher standard. Come on folks. We we can't stay where we are. For, the devil is constantly gaining on us. If we had everything down pat so well, why are our cities and our schools in such terrible shape? Why are why are they teaching homosexual sex education to elementary school? If we got it so together as believers, why are these things happening? I sound like Gideon, don't I? But you you can ask the right questions of God and you can come up with some mighty answers for him. And I can tell you it's because the church doesn't stay with it. We get distracted too easily. We get too easily distracted. And so I made up my mind I'm going to stay with it uh, at least this year and continue with it. There's some, some people who have done great things for God and this was their habit. To take that thing go through the Bible uh, for in the entire year and they did it every year. Frida Lindsay was one. Y'all can't beat Miss Frida for she did things that that no man of God could really do. Built Christ from the for the nations. Her husband uh, Gordon Lindsay um, died in the seventies. He was a very prolific writer, and he was a great apostle to to draw the healing ministers together. He did some wonderful things, but he left her, and she lived at least, I think, another forty years after he passed away. And uh, you know, she would often say, "Gordon left me with the children in the ministry, and and I did it." You know, but that was one of her habits. She that was her habit. She was very sincere about her time with the Lord and doing it regularly every day. So. Uh, uh, but but still, God has uh, has a plan for us, and and we have to avoid deception of the devil, and we have to avoid distraction of the enemy. Stay out of sin. I see so many people like messing around, you know, in fornication and lying and in hurting people with their words and that kind of stuff and backbiting and and that's one of the ways the devil gets in to start and deceive us. You know, we start calling good evil and evil good. And so we have to be careful in that compromise where you want to uh make everybody feel comfortable. You know, when you're preaching the word of God. And and I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, you can't find a group of saints that's comfortable all the time when the word's preached. You know, you start preaching to the sinners, you know they're going to squirm. You know? Amen. I like a little movement in my devils, to be honest with you. Uh, James say demons fear and tremble. Yeah. Huh? They they have they have action to follow their faith. They believe God's word. They know it's gonna happen. Them demons told Jesus, "Are you come to torment us before the time?" They know what's gonna happen. They they got the whole deal already laid out to them. And so they're trying to deceive us because that's their job to deceive. So stay away from foolish things, things God's delivered you from. Don't don't go back to the vomit. Don't don't return after he's delivered you from that. You know, put on that dignity that God's clothed you in and, and go about doing good like he did and make the devil crazy. This makes him crazy. So uh, <clears throat> the serpent was cast out in his and his angels. 
angels to we know those as demons that inhabit the earth they they run from the atmosphere in the the heavenlies to earth and so that is their domain he said i heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength now like when way back then salvation was declared for us in heaven when the when the when satan was cast down that was our salvation that was our deliverance that was everything because he was no more in his exalted place Jesus, hallelujah. you know if somebody doesn't have any power and any authority they don't have much to influence people with Amen. and so he was stripped of his first estate you know what an estate is? That's your property, your reputation, the people that work for you, all of that stuff. You can, you can scatter the enemy by, by speaking confusion on the devil and his forces. They can't do anything against the anointing on a child of God. Are you kidding me? See, we need to lose, learn how to use our words for the right thing. Instead of speaking what we see in the natural. And reinforcing what the devil's doing out here. We need to start to speak what God says about these things. Amen. Just pick up his word. I don't care what it's looking like. And I don't care who believes you and who don't believe you. You know, that's always a lot of fun when you can say something in the middle of a lot of unbelief. And then people want to kill you. And then they want to try and smile at you too and act like they like you still. Come on now. That's, that's one of the joys of living for God. Huh? <clears throat> so he has only power to deceive. But it is, it is a great power. Don't play it cheap folks. Uh, because that's how Eve was able to uh, help us get, get out of the first estate that man had. But we've been redeemed. Amen. We're, we're getting back everything that the enemy stolen from us. And it says here. He said, I heard a loud voice, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Hum. There is somebody accusing you before the throne of God day and night. Huh? Turn to Job chapter 1. I wasn't going to go there, but I might have to go there right real quick for you. <laughs> Where is Job? I'm looking next to Jeremiah because I think it is in the J's. You know, oh, like I said, oops, whoopsie. <laughs> I know this Bible like the baby. Well, whatever. Here we go. Job chapter 1. Sorry, chapter 2. Is it 1? Oh yeah, 2 verse 1. Again there was a day when the sons of God, those are the angels or angelic forces, came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. So he knows how to sneak in. The reason he's there is because as prince of this world he has access through the heavenly realm 
And so he can can uh, um, accuse us before the throne of God because we obey him in certain things. You got me? So that's like a parent teaching their kids how to steal and then go and report them to the police. See, that's how he operates. And so he wants to get something on us. That's why when you do something that you know is wrong and you go to God and you repent and you say, God, you know, I, I'm sorry. I really didn't. Can you help me not do that anymore? I think that's a good way to repent this business about I'm sorry. Uh, oopsie. You know, my bad. No, you, you, you repentance really means you change your mind about that. That thing ain't right no more. You want to do do better and you want God to help you. Otherwise, it's no good to just give you blanket permission. Shall we all sin so that grace abounds? You know, come on now. We don't do stuff like that. And so when you when when uh, Satan goes before the throne of God, he's trying to accuse us. And then if we listen and we do something, it seems all the more credible because he's already talking to you day and night telling you you're no good telling you you're not supposed to do certain things telling you not God's not going to do that for you well who do you think you are well you can't have that and you can't do that well God he's only going to do a certain amount for you and and you know that's all it's, it's going to be to it and so when we sin the condemnation that you carry as a result of that guilt magnifies the accusation of the devil that's why he likes to accuse people that's why you have to turn around and let him see the blood devil you know what my sins are forgiven I don't carry that anymore I'm not that person anymore and you've got to tell him to let you go and quit talking to you because those words will wear you down this is how we get preachers that have huge churches that backslide it's a constant bombardment day and night and so you see here he says uh, he went before the throne and, and the Lord said, Satan, or where are you coming from? And Satan answered the Lord. He said, oh, I've been going up and down, uh, walking up and to and fro on the earth. Well, I know you didn't come from heaven because you got kicked out of there. So you don't have any other place to go but walking up and down. And the Bible says that when demons are cast out, they go into dry places where they are restless. And so there's a restlessness about Satan that if he can put it in people, he will make you restless too. You ever had some times where you just can't sleep at night and thoughts keep coming? That's the devil, folks. When you, when you go to bed, you intend to sleep. That is nothing but the enemy. Well, maybe I get up and fix some warm milk. Well, maybe I need cold milk. No, you just need to tell him to leave you alone. Your sins are forgiven. You're having a good night's sleep and that's all there is to it. And the Lord said, have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him. Satan said, (coughs) um, he says that Job fears God and hates evil. And he holds fast his integrity. So this is what God says about us, folks. We love him. We hate evil. We hold fast our integrity. Jesus. Satan answered and said, yeah, Lord, skin for skin. Yet all that the man has uh, will he give for his life. Put forth your hand now and touch and, and see if he won't curse you to your face. See, that's the accuser. 
God already said Job's a righteous man. He already said what Job is going to do. And the devil says, uh-uh, I don't believe it. Put forth your hand. Does he, do you serve, does Job serve you for nothing? That's what he said. He said, you just bless him all the time. That's why he's serving you. You stop blessing him and see what he does. You know, Christians wonder why is it I struggle sometimes? Why is my fine? I've been I've been having good finances for I don't know how long, and then all of a sudden they dry up. And you know what? Let me tell you what. Let me tell you now. God's not throwing your name in the ring just to give you grief. But God won't do that to you unless he knows already that you're going to come through it better than you would without it. You got me? So God just ups the ante. He says, okay, um, you say Job is no good. <laughs> I'll bet you one Job against <laughs> whatever. I don't know. You know. I was once a betting woman. Kind of hard to <laughs> think of something other than that right now. But... Uh, I'll bet you Job is not going to do it. He's going to hang with me and, and just to prove it, he's going to be sick tonight. Boils all over his body. Boils ain't enough. Let his kids get killed. Hmm? All of that. Did God have ground for it? Of course he did. His mercy kept it from happening. You got me? It's the mercy of God that keeps us well. It's not our faith and our confession. It's his mercy, folks. Huh? Have you ever done something in something bad and wondered when it was going to catch up with you and it never caught up with you? His mercy followed you. Goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. You know, God's law is still his law, folks. You got me? It never went anywhere. We are now empowered to do the law by the power of the Holy Spirit. You got me? And when we sin, we have an advocate with the Father. You have a lawyer that sits at the right hand of God, going to bat for you, asking God that you can have another chance and not go under the boom. But God will never allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, folks. He knows. He knew before Job went into this how Job was going to come out of it. And he knows before you go into any kind of situation where your faith is tested. And I mean, sometimes it's it's stretched thin as a piece of thread before you think it's going to snap. But your faith will come out stronger than what it was before you went in there. I bet Job wasn't scared for his kids anymore. This last batch of kids he had, he taught them the right way and wasn't scared they were going to die because they was partying all night long. Amen. Y'all don't work me now. I'm not going to read that whole 40-something books of Job because it really don't get good until like chapter 40, really, to be honest with you. There's <laughs> a lot of reading. I mean, we have a long afternoon if we go there. But, but you need to know, Job feared that. He said, the thing I feared greatly. He was busy doing works instead of trusting God. I bet at the end of that he was trusting God though. He's trusting him big time. That's what God wants. He wants us to trust him. Mm -hmm. So in, in verse 11 it says. 
<clears throat> they, they, he accuses us before God day and night. So we have evidence he can come before God's throne. He accuses us. Sometimes we get tested and tried. Sometimes if the accusation reaches your ears, you'll start to falter a little bit. You got me? And so <clears throat> and that happens that way. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they lived a life that was sacrificial. They did not love their lives even unto the death. Whatever was required of us of God, we must do those things. It says, Therefore rejoice ye heavens you that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows he has but a short time. Well, Pastor Barb, the devil's attacking me because of the call of my life. No, they ain't. I don't know what you called here, honey, but but in the Bible, it says he just mad. He's attacking you because he ain't got much time. So he got to work you over. He got a long list, honey. He got your auntie next. He got your mama after that. He got cutting and babe running him over at their house. He got to go attack everybody and he don't have much time to do it. That's why he's so mean and angry. He could care less what you call. You can be called cupcake, biscuit, boom, boom, bam, bam. He don't care what you call. He hate everybody. Done been evicted. Man, anybody mess up heaven. They just. I don't know some humdingers in my day. You know them kids when you have a little basement party in high school. You be whispering, inviting who you wanted. Now don't tell, don't tell, don't tell uh, uh, Chucky. Because, you know, don't, don't let Chucky know. Because Chucky come in and tear up a party. Huh? Get you put out. Get your parents in jail. He tear the whole house up. He's Chucky. You don't want to invite him nowhere. So he's angry. You know the devil he'll give he'll give babies cancer. Yeah. Amen. You can't say all that's cause they call. Come on now, y'all. He 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 gives everybody everything. Cause he's mad. And the dragon, and when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman that brought forth the child. So this is part of what we have, folks. As a church, we, we are persecuted day and night. And to, the woman were given, and to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle and she might fly into the wilderness to her place. We have a place down here on earth, folks. It's called the secret place of the Most High. You got me? You abide under the shadow of the Almighty and the enemy cannot do anything to you. You just stay in the spirit. You stay doing the right thing before God. If where she's nourished for time and half time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman. That he might cause her to be carried away in the flood. So he's persistent in attacking and persecuting the church. Many Bible scholars feel that this is how hell was formed. Because if you keep reading, you'll see what it says. The dragon spewed this flood. Doesn't say it's water. It says it's a flood. 
And the woman and the dragon was angry, verse 17, with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. The Bible also says that the earth swallowed up this flood. So go over into Revelation chapter 14. Sorry. He says, and I looked and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount, on Mount Zion and with him 144,000 having the Father's name written in their foreheads. Now this is where the Jehovah's Witness get the idea only 144,000 people will be saved. They don't have a Holy Ghost to take them through the Bible. So, And I heard a voice from heaven as a voice of many waters and the voice of a great thunder. Who do you think that is? And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps and they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders that no man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth that's a new choir Lucifer's choir got fired and they got hired these are they <laughs> these are they which were not defiled with women for they are virgins these are they which follow the lamb wherever he goes these were redeemed from among men being the first fruits unto God and unto the lamb and in their mouth was found no guile for they were without fault before the throne of God and I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell in the earth to every nation kindred tongue and people saying with a loud voice fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him they made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters and there followed another angel saying Babylon is fallen is fallen that great city because she made all nations drink of the wine of wrath of her fornication and so here we see a, a statement about a place called Babylon having fallen. In Genesis chapter 11, you'll see where Babylon came from. Genesis 11. One, the whole earth was of one language and one speech and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar that they dwelt there and they said one to another go let us make brick and burn them thoroughly and they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar and they said go to let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven so here you see the devil stirring up people to try and get him back into heaven again I'm telling you some people when they get evicted when you throw them out from the party they go crawl in the window trying to get back in there they just don't want to lead a party so this boy has stirred up people to try and reach into heaven and they said let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad among the face of the whole earth and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded and the Lord said behold the people is one one accord one world government one language unity you know a lot of this unity stuff you know God is our unity we don't have to try and coerce one another to think alike believe alike and all of this kind of stuff 
And he said they have one language and this they begin to do and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. So if you can get a people on one accord in their imaginations if they this is why dictators come along to suppress everybody that has a voice that would come up with a new idea and so they can do anything that they want to do and the Lord says here let's confuse their speech so they don't understand one another and the Lord scattered them abroad and thence upon the face of the earth and they left off to build a city therefore it is the name of it is called Babel which means confusion because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth so Babel and Babylon are the same thing there is a seat there was a seat of authority constructed far enough up in the heavenlies that God thought they would be able to get to heaven and this seat is still held by Satan by the prince of the power of the air that's how he can go past the throne of God day and night accusing us before God before a holy God in heaven and that Babylon that seat is legitimate spiritual authority because they attain to that and Lucifer controls that that's from where he controls all of the demonic forces on the earth that's why many times people will when they get up uh, uh, so far in the heavenlies you know there's a distortion of the way the human body can function up there because of so much spiritual wickedness and so much demonic activity and so much confusion it's very hard to predict how things are going to turn out there remember the the men that walked on the moon and we had the great space race and all that kind of stuff and people were going to land they don't even talk about that anymore because of all the the tragedies and the mishaps it's very hard for them to predict after you go up a certain number of atmospheres how human life is going to survive and what's going to happen why it's not because God doesn't want us to have accomplishments it's because there's so much spiritual activity negative spiritual activity up there that it's very hard for people to study it to control it that's why they'll they'll be doing good trying to get a launch and go up and the whole thing explodes and all these innocent people get killed and then they're afraid because they don't know what went wrong how to fix it any of that stuff you notice that God gave man dominion where on the earth he hasn't given us dominion up there now we can have authority there to control certain things from happening but we have to limit our understanding to what God has given us the the power on heaven and in earth but in certain spiritual realms it is very difficult to control what goes on that's why we need the leadership of the Holy Spirit that's why we need the wisdom of God in the strategy of God in the plan of God so that we can understand what it is that God wants us to do if we can let whatever bound on earth will be bound in heaven be enough for us I think we can get a lot accomplished for God because as we go forth in the things of God we'll have to have a certainty and a surety about us to such a degree that we don't ever shrink back from the enemy. You always know you can go back to God and get an enhanced strategy, get more understanding, get more because there is a victory for us at all times and so we need to understand that. So I said before this is not our warfare my last scripture is in Joshua chapter 5 
<clears throat> just to to uh, give you some some scriptural evidence of that because we really are are under the Lord's authority if we'll stay under the Lord's authority uh, when you when you don't obey God uh, in God's mercy he will uh, warn you and get you to understand how much better it is to serve him than to go back to the old things that kind of stuff but you can always go to God to get more understanding and more strategy now in uh, Joshua chapter 5 Joshua is the the uh, leader of the nation of Israel now and he is uh he's being successful in what he does because he understands some some strategies of God number 1 meditate in the word day and night you'll make your way prosperous have good success get a strategy from God now he he's learning that because he violated it a couple of times and it cost them but he's learning how to keep going back to God in a strategy the other thing he has to do is lose this thing about this being a personal warfare about uh, this being this hand-to-hand combat with these enemies being anything more than extension of God's warfare in the heavenlies and so it says in uh, Joshua chapter 5 uh, verse I guess we need 13 and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand and this man's already armed Joshua went unto him and said to him are you for us or for our adversaries and this man said neither neither I'm neither for you or for your enemies in other words this ain't your war Joshua you really have nothing to do with this he says I'm the captain of the Lord's host this is our war he said I came down to fight our war whenever God dispatches angels they come down to fight their war you got me this is not about us we are the ambassadors of God who can call these forces for the good of humanity that's what we're here for we call down these forces for the good of humanity but this nonsense that people get in their minds about the devil fights them because you know oh, I know we're gonna have a, a hallelujah good time because the devil's been fighting us no he's just a mean devil you got me you can have a good time if you bind him and put him in in a closet somewhere and don't invite him to the party but you are not being attacked because of of your greatness this is not your war and so when we get the understanding that this is not our war he fights for us because it is his war that's why when he went in a covenant with Abraham he says I will bless people that bless you I'll curse people that curse you I'll fight people who fight you it's not your war you got me you stay with me and my friends are your friends and my enemies are your enemies and that's how you're in this because you're my friend but as my friend I fight for you you just stay friends with me you got me don't do nothing exotic and cute and crazy just stay normal stay who you are learn to obey what I've given you to do and I will fight for you at every turn
God has to give us the words to say folks. He has to give us a strategy because we have to participate in it ourselves. But beyond that this is God's war. He's already won. He's already given us keys. He spoiled principalities and powers. They have no authority unless we listen to them and let us in, let them influence us against God. So who's on the Lord's side? I would say I'm on the Lord's side because it's the winning side. And as long as we're on the winning side, we'll be able to defeat every single enemy that comes against us. Amen. Praise God. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you're a great God. We thank you, Lord, that you fight for us because this is not our war. Father, we thank you that we can get the benefit of the covenant, but we must use our authority and we must use our faith to come against the enemy so that we can live down here on earth and we can have a heavenly ascension and we can have a heavenly understanding of the great things that you're doing in this earth through your people and that is us so we thank you lord for blessing us in jesus name amen praise god amen 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 <clears throat> praise god anybody need prayer come on up i never want to leave without praying for those who have a need for prayer praise god